so easy to just crumble under the pressure of like knowing that all these people are going to be traveling across the world for you or across Australia for you and it wanting and wanting it to be perfect for them but just just keep reminding each other like Mark and I we're conscious to keep reminding each other whenever we got into a little you know dark zone that everyone that's coming over to over for your wedding is having their own experience and their own holiday and they're all on holiday mode and they're all having a great time and they don't care about the little details so just focus on on each other and um, remember the reason why you're doing it in the first place and the reason why you're choosing a destination wedding Welcome to the You and Me podcast and today on the podcast we have the gorgeous Nat Basile. So welcome and thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We are very excited to relive your wedding day. So Nat, tell us for our listeners, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I don't know where to start. So my name's Natalie, obviously. I'm from Melbourne, West. Um, I'm a registered nurse. Uh, my passion's in mental health, but I'm newly taking a new venture into aesthetic um, cosmetic medicine, which has kind of been um, uh, Is that Botox. And yeah, fillers? yeah, it's kind of so been. So we can come also. to you. Yes, come to me. Oh. All the future brides can come to me. Um, yes. And you guys, of course. Um, yeah, Always. because of COVID. No, obviously. I don't get Botox. Uh, hey, everyone gets Botox. Everyone, <laughs> everyone gets does. Botox. I try and explain it. this to my partner and my mom. The other, I actually like admitted to my mom the other day. I'm like, you do realize I've been getting Botox in my forehead since I've been like 22, and she was absolutely shocked. She was like, "Are you serious, Andy? You shouldn't be injecting poison into your forehead." I'm like, "Mom, everybody gets it. Like exactly. everyone, gets everyone." It. And she's like, "Not everyone." I'm like, nah, "Every person everybody. you probably pass yeah. on the street." Yeah. I'm like, any celebrity, everybody gets it. She's like, no, don't be ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't think people understand how. Just how common it is. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I anyway, don't know. Anyway, it's Sorry, the new facial. Digress. It's just like going to get a facial. Well, that's what I used to tell my well, yeah, hydration for years. and prevention. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to hide it though, like from your partner sometimes. From the judgy McJudge judge people, totally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry now, okay. continue. So yes. now we're all coming to you. But yes, yes, so you've just started this though. Yes. Amazing. Um, yeah, so yeah, new, it was meant to be 2020, new new career, new me, oh, but that kind of yeah. was on standstill. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, but now we're kind of, we're free again. Melbourne is free again. So. Oh my gosh, liberating, it. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Lovely. And your partner, what, what does he do? Um, so he's in marketing. So he's next door okay. at the moment in a meeting. I told him yep. to try and be as quiet as possible. He has a habit yeah, of not cool. using his headphones while in meetings and always having everyone on speakerphone. So I told him no speakerphone <laughs> just for the next <laughs> hour or so. Yeah, lovely. Um, so you were featured in Vogue. And yes. I mean, I've featured you so many times on the bridal <laughs> journey. You're always, um, you know, huge engagement, you know, like ten to 20,000 likes on your amazing photos in Italy but what I was reading um on the Vogue article is you and your partner Mark met in a it said rather extraordinary way so would you like to uh (laughs) explain to us what was so extraordinary about how you and your partner met um yeah so we basically lived identical lives and we we hadn't actually met face to face until um I was about 20 but yeah growing up we kind of grew up really close by to each other just like literally two minutes away from each other 
Um, our dads worked together at the same company. Mark played soccer with my brother and I would often watch my brother play soccer on weekends. So I w- would have been watching Mark play. Um, we were born in the same hospital. We were delivered by the same doctor. Um, oh, our mums is insane. Yeah, our mums look the same. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's just like every basically everything was identical to our upbringing. Like, like just silly things. Like our our parents would let us like watch um, really inappropriate movies as kids. Like, not without my daughter, and like Stephen King's <laughs> It, and we just had like the, just the most I just the, the, yeah the most identical um, childhoods. Um, yeah, but it wasn't until, uh, I was in my twenties that we actually crossed paths. Like we had many of the same friends. Um, we hung around the same circles. Uh, yeah. And we kind of ran into each other and, and, um, yeah, it went from there. Yeah. That's (laughs) insane. Yeah. It is fate, isn't it? Like that's like a proper, proper fate moment with you guys. How did it, how did it kind of start then? You know, if you're living these identical lives how did it all begin so yeah we had we had mutual friends um I was casually I was seeing someone else at the time that we met and he was seeing um someone as well um he he knew where I lived for some reason I can't remember why I think he just knew because we we lived so close by like yeah yeah so he he (laughs) told me like after we met that he would drive past my house not on purpose he wasn't a stalker but um, he'd drive he'd drive past my house and like wonder and think to himself like how like how am I gonna like get to know this girl a bit more because I've seen her around and um he found me on Facebook and kind of sparked up a conversation it went from there we were mates for ages like um yeah we would we would chat non-stop um yeah like at times we'd chat all night long like j- until early hours of the yeah. morning we just we just got along so well he had such a good sense of humor and like we had like similar sense of humors actually but um that's yeah. so good to start it on that foundation though of yeah being friends ex- um exactly. i don't think there's probably anything more important like maybe perhaps not romantically at the start but mm. having that good solid base of like starting off a friendship is just so yeah important for that long kind of standing relationship yeah, that you don't see important. you know yeah many definitely. people have mm. yeah and then yeah. yeah once we started to get to each other and then we kind of realized like how similar we were and that yeah linking all our like yeah linking our lives together and we just couldn't believe like yeah that our dads knew each other and all that stuff and yeah that's and insane like, wow. yeah yeah. Yeah. Meant to be. yeah yeah but so, obviously it was also like meant to be at the right time too because you know sometimes like if you do cross those paths really early it might be great for one or two years, but you change and you grow up and you move on. And yeah. so maybe like that whole, you've, you've done what you needed to do before you really met each other. Yeah. And then that's, you know, that's, that's why it's worked because yes. you've kind of, yeah, you're at that stage of your life where it can now. Yeah. And then, um, so you were both together for eight years. Yes. According to Vogue. <laughs> According to Vogue. <laughs> And then, so you were together for eight years. How did uh, Mark propose? Um, so, yeah, we were all kind of waiting for it. I was nagging him at that point eight years later. <laughs> I, like, I Sending I him random ring photos, <laughs> yes. that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Me and my husband were, in, were together for eight years before he proposed. And I was like, it, it, like... Not in the later years because I'd honestly, I had given up. I was like, oh, whatever, you're not going to do it. But in those like sort of four, five, six years, I'm like, 
what are you waiting for? Yeah, Like, exactly. is there something better coming along <laughs> that I don't know about? Like, are you waiting for a particular reason? Like, move it, man. <laughs> I know. And I just, I just really wanted that ring. Like, I just wanted a big shiny yeah. ring on my finger. I didn't really, like, I didn't think any further apart from that. Like, I didn't really care about the wedding. I didn't really care about the dress. I didn't care about any of that stuff. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just wanted a ring pretty much. Yes. But, um, yep, yeah, totally. so we were all kind of like, we, we knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, mm-hmm. And he was at, like, because I'm pretty cluey. I, like, you can't hide anything from me. I figure out everything. Um, I think yeah. that's a part of being a mental health nurse as well. I just overanalyze <laughs> everything. But, um, yeah, so we kind of all suspected that. He, he planned this trip to Borneo um, when I'd finished my nursing grad year and gotten a oh, permanent wow. position um, at a hospital. Uh, and, yeah, and that's kind of like a celebration. He, um, he planned this trip around Malaysia. And it was something that I always wanted to do because I love animals and uh, I really mm. wanted to see the orangutans in the rainforest and um, we wanted to hike up this big mountain, Mount Kinabalu. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he planned this holiday and we're like, okay, he's definitely going to do it. And all my friends are like, yes, yep. he'll do it when you're up in the mountain, sunrise. And I was all prepared for it, um, thinking that, yep, it's going to be on this trip. Um, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was the mm. day, that, the morning that we were leaving. Um, I woke up crying because I didn't want to leave my pets. I'm so attached to my pets. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I was having separation anxiety. I wasn't packed. I was so stressed. Um, and Mark's like, let's go have one last breakfast. Um, you know, Aussie breakfast before we leave because we're gonna. Once we get there, we're gonna be in the jungle. Like God knows, like yeah, you know, we're not gonna have it. real coffee and all that stuff. So he forced me <laughs> yep. um uh, to yeah to go to a cafe in Williamstown, which is close by to us. Um, had breakfast. We went for a walk after breakfast. Um, without even realizing it, he led me to um the pier in Williamstown, which is where we had our first kiss. Um, oh, and wow. we sat on the bench and he dropped down to one knee. I had no idea it was coming. I swore. I said yes. the F word. It wasn't glamorous. <laughs> 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 and I was just in shock. It was the, the ring I wanted as well. So he did the right. Yeah, oh he, did, he did right. Um, yeah, and he proposed and, um, yeah, it was, yeah, he completely surprised me. So well done, Mark. Um, yeah, or because after all those years, it's hard to surprise somebody. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Mm. I was spewing though. I couldn't wear the ring on our trip because we were going, <laughs> we were like backpacking no. for a lot of it. <laughs> Could you imagine? And it wasn't yeah. insured yet or anything. So I had to, we had to drop it off to mum, to Mark's mum's house where she has a safe where all their baptism jewellery and stuff is in. So it lived in there for a few weeks. But when I got home, I finally got to wear it. So I was very happy. Oh, oh lovely. Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And then so he proposed before you left yeah. where how did you how did you decide on your wedding location um so like I mentioned earlier like I, I hadn't I'm not one of those girls who had like a dream wedding in my yep. mind since I was young like I, I never really thought about it um yeah so I was happy with the engage like just being engaged um and then everyone started asking after we got engaged like, like when are you going to get married what are your like plans and all that and I, we just couldn't yep. really picture anything for ourselves um Mm -hmm. also like around the same time a lot of my close friends were getting married and um like uh, my sister-in-law had just gotten married and the the whole stress with having like big European families and having to invite a million people and um trying to keep everyone happy and just like all the drama that's that's in my dysfunctional family as well and worrying about that Uh, um (laughs) so I feel like anyone with some sort of like 
Italian or Greek background yes. uh, have said the same thing. Yes. It's mm, a 100%. recurring theme. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we kind of we weren't really looking forward to, to getting the ball rolling with the winning plans. But it wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't until we, we stumbled across um, an article in Cosmo. It was like one of those real bride editions. And um, this girl that I follow on Instagram, uh, Astrid Cambridge, I think her last name is, she did kind of like a mini elopement um, her husband proposed to her while they were on a big trip in Europe and they kind of did a mm-hmm. shotgun wedding over there and were like, wow, imagine if we did something Ooh, like that. That's yeah. cool. So that yeah. kind of sparked the idea in our heads. Um, mm. And then we thought, like, why don't we just – we wanted to go to Europe the following year anyway. We're like, why don't we just elope and just just me and you and just do it there because, um, yeah, it would just be much easier. Thought, yeah. yeah, definitely. But um, <laughs> I think our families would not forgive us if we did something like that, especially my sister. <laughs> so yeah, we, it kind of went, it went from there. Like we brainstormed and then um, we thought if we can get our families on board and if it was just our families and we all went there together, like it would be perfect. Um, yeah. And it just kind of worked out that way. So yeah, that's where it came from. Lovely. So you decided to get married where in Italy? Sorry. Um, sorry. So yeah, we decided to get married in the Malfi Coast. Um, and yeah. that's because Mark's family are from uh, Benevento, which is just a few hours away from the coast. So Benevento is like kind of a, more of a country city town. Um, and obviously Malfi Coast is stunning, like along the beach. Um, also Mark, uh, and I, we spent a lot of our, the, the start of our relationship in Europe because Mark used to be a boxer. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he traveled the world boxing and competing. He was in the Australian team. So um, yeah, we had a lot of memories in Italy. So that was another reason why we wanted to do it there. And we chose the Amalfi yeah. Coast. Yeah. Beautiful. And so, so planning, and you're in Melbourne, obviously at the time. Yes. So planning from Melbourne over there, even though there was family, Mark's family over there, how did you go about the planning journey? Did you have somebody on the ground in Italy to help you or did you navigate that craziness yourself? Um, a bit of both. So at first I kind of took control and um, was just stalking all these brides that were getting married that had gotten married over in Italy and reaching out to yep. them on um, social media and getting ideas yep. through them. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Mm, yes, Where people are um, willing to give you lots of advice. Um, some didn't that reply. You out. <laughs> some ignored me. They read <laughs> Radio my message silence. and didn't respond. Yeah. Um, oh, and then others. Come on. <laughs> others are really, really helpful. One girl in Sydney yeah. um, turned me on to a wedding planner, Mr. Raff, um, who yep. is amazing. So he's he's the one that helped me out in the end um, with with most of the planning. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Started, Raff. Yeah, yes. no, I've never <laughs> heard of this this person. <laughs> Um, Mr. Rapp is such a character. I can tell you so many stories about him. But if you've watched Father of the Bride, um, Mr. Rapp um, is exactly Frank from Father of the Bride. Yes. He's adorable. Love Frank. (laughs) How funny. And so having having him on the ground there, was there any major challenges that you, you faced planning your wedding? Um, definitely, uh, it'd be like running on Italian time. So, um, everything in in Italy is in slow motion. It's very relaxed and, um, basically liaising through, uh, email, like, um, and then the language barriers, which he spoke English very, very well, but, um, there was still certain things that, um, that he would get confused over, but he was, he was very Mm. good with like letting me know, like, I don't know what this means. What do you, and I'll send pictures and things like that. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, the time differences as well. I, I went on yeah. night shift for a little bit. Um, being a nurse, I, I got to do that. So that helped a lot. So a lot of my time on night shift was dedicated to, <laughs> uh, to that. Yes. Um, I also had the Airbnb that we had booked in Positano. Um, the owner of the Airbnb, she was so lovely. She helped translate a lot of stuff for me and um, recommended a lot of oh, places. Nice. And yeah, so Oh, she that's was, beautiful. Yeah. So you kind of used who you knew on the ground there or who you'd contacted to be able to help you find your other suppliers yes. as well yes definitely yeah because you yeah. had quite an intimate wedding yes 40 people we had 40 guests yeah yeah which is like how a covid wedding not... <laughs> oh yeah totally how did you go <laughs> way coming before from... covid was called yeah <laughs> how did you go coming from a big italian family like how did you narrow you know that number down to 40 Oh gosh. Um, so it initially was just going to be immediate family and a few close friends. Um, we ended up sending out, we narrowed it down to 60 people, which is so hard to do, but, um, Lucky for us, a lot of our friends and family were starting their own little families at the time. A lot of them were pregnant. A lot of them just had babies. So we knew like a lot of people weren't going to be able to make it. Um, Also, the venue that we chose, Casa Angelina, had really strict restrictions on how many people they could have. Um, Okay. So uh, that was kind of our excuse to be a little bit, um, yeah, and I think you need one. There is so yeah. much pressure planning a wedding. You need one. You need to be able to say, you know what, Mr. Ruff said no. Yes. Or like my venue doesn't allow us because there is so much pressure coming from so many different angles. Yes. You've got to be able to have a bit of an outlet sometimes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh. And so what was the most challenging part of the process for you, the planning process? Um... Oh gosh. So yes, like I mentioned, the communication was a like just waking up every morning and checking my emails to see if I'd heard like if um if the planner had written back to me or the hotel had written back yeah. to me. And sometimes it would be two weeks time before zones you'd as well. Yeah. yeah so by that the was, time you write back, then they don't write back for another yes. you know in two days or day, and then you write back, and then before you know it, you've just organised one tiny minute thing in a week. Yes. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. that. Um. But all in all, I loved planning it. Like I really um yeah I really enjoyed the whole process which I thought I wouldn't because I yeah I thought it was it was going to be a nightmare like because it seemed you're like looking through your photos it seems like you've really gone for that kind of white um simple elegant you know you kind of had white petals down um at the ceremony down like the aisle and um with some white it looks like you know a white kind of sheet walkway thing. Yes. It just seems really super really classic, classical that elegance. Green, you know, the greenery with the white flowers and yes. yeah, everything just seems really kind of modern and simple. Yes, yeah, definitely beautiful. the idea we're going for. Because you could go either way. Like in Italy, you could do like, you know, the bright colours and the pattern tiles and like all that, just the classic kind of uh, Positano vibe. Or you could go, the, the hotel that we chose, the venue at is, was very um, minimal. Um, and yeah, we kind of wanted, we ended up choosing like more of a black tie kind of theme rather than like the bright kind of party Italian theme, which both, both are yeah. beautiful, but I think, um, yeah, minimal kind of like suits our aesthetic a bit more. Yeah. Rather than and so bright. because you only had 40 people, yeah. did you go in there with a strict budget or were you just going in there saying, you know what, we're going to splurge on what is most important to us. We're not really keeping tabs here. Let's just... If we get something and we like it, we're gonna do it. We we can't we started off with a 
with a loose budget, like we, yeah, yeah but it, that just vanished pretty quickly. <laughs> really um, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> especially with, with me. But, um, yeah, so Mark <laughs> Mark would kind of, he'd, he might put like a little bit of a limit on something. He might say, oh, now try not to spend more than this on flowers or whatever. But I kind of didn't listen to, to any of it. I just, I just did my own thing. But it was like we, we kind of had the attitude of it's going to be a small wedding. It's going to be up like it's a, a holiday as well. Like it's a honey within a wedding um you know we're only going to do this once and like yeah. we're not going to regret it so yeah we yeah we weren't too um yeah we weren't too worried about um keeping to to certain limits and yeah it being a small wedding as well like helped so it helps yeah. yeah yeah it yeah. definitely does we've yeah we've spoken about that before on the podcast about how the increase in guest number so quickly increases your cost crazy yes, definitely yeah. And then for your wedding dress, you wore a one-day bridal kind of beaded, amazing gown that was kind of backless. Now, I did notice this was called the Natalie gown. Was this named after you? Yes, it was. (laughs) I still can't believe it. So you you custom designed this with one-day bridal and do they sell it now as a dress? Yes, yes. So it's available now. It's the Natalie gown. It's not exactly my gown. It's inspired by my gown. I think the beading's just a little bit lighter. But all in all, the um, the style and all that is, is pretty much my it's, gown. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine they had a lot of inquiries after your wedding photos went out of people being like, what <laughs> yes. this? I need it. And then you kind of had, you didn't wear a head veil, but you had kind of these two veils extending from your shoulders. Yeah. Um, which we've seen like a lot, uh, uh, you know, I've seen a few brides kind of have that look now. Yeah. Um, was that from one day, bride? did they like kind of attach it to the dress? Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it was um so the two veils were just regular tear like teardrop head veils, but they pop they put little button clips on it so that I could clip yeah, it onto my shoulders. On, yeah. 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 I think there is nothing more beautiful, I think, than a cape veil. Yes. Like it just I don't know, it still gives off that elegance and that wow and that I don't know, beauty, but it's yeah. not a traditional Just head a modern, veil. Yeah, yeah, a modern yeah. twist on Something, it. I'm yeah. all for it. Very yep, all it's for kind of what, what, you know, your whole wedding is, is like. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Um, and how was the process with the girls from One Day Bridal? Oh, I loved One Day Bridal. I kind of, I, I only booked two places. I booked uh, for consultation. I knew that I wanted to get my dress made. So I booked One Day Bridal and Capolazzo. I didn't make it to my Capolazzo appointment because, yeah, when I met with, with one day yeah they just got me straight away like as soon as I walked in that's what everyone has said yes uh they're amazing like yeah we've talked to a few brides that have actually said that yes yes they 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 really got them they went in described what they wanted and they were like yep yep understand and then bang your dress is exactly how you imagined it was there in a couple of weeks yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah amazing they yeah and just the excitement enthusiasm as soon as you walk in the door and that they welcome you with champagne and they take you up to this beautiful room upstairs and um you just have fun like they, they put you in all these wild crazy gowns like just for the fun of it just just to test the waters out and um yeah all the different styles and stuff and I went in there having like a pretty fixed idea of what I wanted which wasn't realistic to where I was having the wedding like I wanted something really heavy and luxe I wanted sleeves I wanted beading um and I ended up with something completely different in the end um and like it just ended up like it couldn't have been more perfect really so and yeah if it wasn't for them I probably wouldn't have ended up with with a dress like that so they really sparked the yeah creativity in me to to and helped me design something that I really loved so 
Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's it's yeah. so beautiful. And so tell us about, um, well, tell the listeners about your wedding day. So with your wedding day, obviously being a destination wedding, having quite a small guest number, did you do that traditional not with your partner before the night before, like not with your partner the night before? Did you have like a, a welcome dinner? How was, what was the lead up and what was your, what was your wedding day like? So, um, we had we we had a pretty we had like a wedding week pretty much so um guests yes. came they arrived in uh, Positano on the Thursday and we had welcome drinks at Franco's bar it's attached to oh, Le Serenus yeah. yeah has the iconic so view of Positano yep. um so yeah we did the welcome drinks there and then we uh after that we took a bus up to the mountains to this restaurant called La Tagliata which is like a um been there. Yeah, amazing. So much food. <laughs> we went there twice, and the oh little gosh. um, the little Italian woman comes out of the end at the end, and everyone claps her because it's like a family. Yes, yes, so adorable. Restaurant. Yeah, we yeah. went there twice. It yeah. is, uh, it's like unlimited wine or something, isn't it? So yeah. you, you get blind on the yes. red wine, and <laughs> the service is incredible, and um, the food like. If you have La Tigliata, it's called, isn't it? Yeah, Is that how yeah. I pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. If you are in Positano or Amalfi, once all COVID dies down, you have to go to La Tigliata. It is, you'll never eat a meal like that again. I'd love to fly there just to go because this little like lady cooks all the food. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, so much And then her much sons food. are the waiters. Yeah. Yes. And it's like in this, yeah, overlooking kind of, you have this whole view. Yeah, Positano. So magical. You, the bus. Did you find the bus ride scary going up the uh, um, windy roads? I can't really remember. Like we, because we were all in the bus together, so I can't. I think we were all distracted by by each yeah. other, not looking out the window. But I think we kind of got used to it by that time as well, because we were in Europe a couple of weeks before oh, the wedding yeah, anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah, we've been doing so much traveling, so we. Well, I was kind of used to the cliffs and the bends by that time. But um, yeah, like yeah, so much fun. They brought they brought the instruments out, and um, yeah, we were singing and dancing. But it's so 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 much food. We couldn't believe how much food they were feeding everyone. Like yeah, it's definitely a place for everyone to go and experience because it's so authentic. Um, yeah. Italy. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, we we did that for the welcome dinner, um, and then the following day, Mark and I uh chartered a little wooden boat. Um, in the morning and and uh, went out to sea and just um, yeah toured around um, around the coast. Um, we then we stopped off at a little restaurant like a crab shack called Aldofo. It's like a um, yeah. you can only get to it by boat. Um, so yeah, yeah we I had like a too. yeah a little yeah a little <laughs> meal there. So it was like our last fresh seafood. Last meal. Yes, so good. Yeah. Also very authentic Italian. Oh, Amazing. Can we go back? I know. <laughs> You're helping me relive my Europe trip. (laughs) I know. Hopefully in the next coming years. We wanted to go next year, but I don't know. Fingers crossed we can go back soon. Um, Yeah, so we we spent some time together. um, uh, Yeah, just Mark and I that day. Um, And then the night before the wedding, we nearly didn't separate. Our plan was to separate. Mark was going to go stay with some of his guy friends and I was going to stay with my girlfriends. Um, he ended up leaving my room at 11.59 because we're like, no, we're going to do it the traditional way. You need to leave. Because <laughs> um, we we're just so emotional and, um, yeah, we just didn't want to separate from each other because we we're so excited. And um, But I'm glad that we did and, like, we got that kind of surprise element down the aisle in the end. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we separated the night before. Um, and then the wedding morning, I spent it with my girlfriends. We had, uh, we had massages at Les Serenus and breakfast by the pool, Les Serenus, in the morning. Um, and then checked in to Casa Angelina with my sister and got ready for the wedding there. So that was kind of the lead up to... And was it a um, was it was your ceremony late in the day? Uh, it was I think oh I can't actually can't even remember now. I think it was around four o'clock in the afternoon because otherwise okay. it's way too hot. Yep. Yeah, way too hot. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, and so your ceremony and reception, how how did that go? Uh, so the ceremony, so everything was done at Casa Angelina, um, which is in Preano. Uh, which is just like a short drive from uh, the town of Positano. Um, so our ceremony was on this kind of grass, rocky terrace um, at the bottom of the hotel. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, if you see the photos, you'll be able to figure it out uh, the way that I'm yeah. describing it. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> we did the ceremony there and then our reception was... Um, on a terrace which was above that, which is kind of like a terrace that kind of hung over a cliff and just felt like it was floating in the sky. Like it, yeah, amazing. As soon as you step onto the, the terrace, it just felt like you're floating. Um, yeah, so we did the reception Beautiful. there. Yeah. And sit down reception. Yes. Can you pick with the way that your day went? Can you pick like a favorite element from your day? Do you have one? Oh, so many. Um, so... I think my my favorite memory was seeing Mark for the first time um yeah. stepping onto the aisle. I was really conscious and making sure that that was going to be like a magical moment for us because I've had friends um tell me that like it's not like what you expect, it's not like what you see in the movies. Like I've had people tell me that they're walking <laughs> down the aisle and realizing that like the wrong flowers were on the arbor or like <laughs> one of the grooms like the groomsman's wearing sunglasses when you shouldn't be wearing sunglasses oh, and just oh, like no. not in yeah. the moment and I was like I don't want to be yeah. one of those brides. Um so yeah, we made that pact, Mark and I made a pact that like as soon as I hit that aisle like we need to ground each other. I want to make eye contact with you and I want to be in the moment and like it just needs to be it needs to be like the movies and it, it worked for yeah. us so like and it was yeah, yeah. It, and Mark was crying that's always a good thing I love that yeah, <laughs> yeah. always a good thing lovely and then you kind of had this sit down dinner afterwards like on the terrace and you had like this amazing kind of band um, yes. play tell yes. us about that yeah that was also one of my favorite things um uh yeah sitting on the terrace and just having them play just all those like traditional Italian songs and like that's amore and just like um everyone just kind of getting <laughs> their buzz on with all the Aperol spritzes yeah, and um and singing vibe. along to it yeah it was amazing yeah, yeah. beautiful because I suppose like people tend to maybe you know, they might hire a DJ or, you know, bring in someone from Australia. But you, it seems like you had this really authentic kind of Italian yes. experience that would have kind of got like, you've got the scene and you've got this beautiful band and oh, it sounds yes. amazing. Yes, we did. We had our own music as well in between, um, like when the band yeah. was uh, needed to take breaks and stuff. So um, Mark was respond. That was his one job. He was responsible for for the playlist, and he was very good. So yeah, he made. Yeah. He it's did a, a big job though. Yes, it yeah, is. Stress. It's a yeah. big job. Music can make or break. A, yes, a, an event for sure. 
Yeah. Um, and then in saying that, so you had some amazing favorite moments, but were there any kind of disasters or anything that you you regretted? Um, we had uh, there's two things. One thing was um, the grass on the grass terrace was so luscious and beautiful and long and amazing, but <laughs> the um, the aisle that was laying over it made me sink when I was walking down the aisle. Oh. So it was so hard for me to walk, actually physically walk down the aisle. My best yeah. friend was like, I could hear the pearls of your dress crunching underneath your heels oh. as you were walking. <laughs> and we were, we were so worried because my dad, my dad should really be um, in a wheelchair. He's, he's not very mobile, but he's, he's just a stubborn Maltese man. Um, so he, he ambulates with a so walking stick. So he walked stick. you. Yes. So we were yeah. really worried about like whether or not he would be able to walk us down the walk me down the aisle but it ended up oh being gosh. me that couldn't walk down the aisle and he was like kind of <laughs> he helping was fine. me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. karma karma for being worried about him yes exactly so that was the one thing but it was like no one really noticed it well I don't know if they're just saying that he couldn't notice it to make me feel better but yeah that was one yeah, thing yeah. that I was really like oh god um it didn't take me away from the moment though I was still it was still no. one of my favorite memories no. um and yeah, the other it. was um it actually rained um during during dinner which nobody really knows about because um it, it just it wasn't captured on on video at the time it just happened so quickly um and it was while like the um uh, the photography and um filmmakers were having their dinner on on another terrace so it wasn't captured but um yeah straight after our entrees we could feel out of nowhere just like raindrops falling and then all of a sudden huge oh raindrops falling and then all of a sudden oh. like just a sea of Casa Angelina staff running out <laughs> with like these huge white umbrellas um, oh yeah, and just gosh. handed them out and we were just sitting there like in pouring rain. Like it was <laughs> pouring down. All the candles went out. Um, yeah, oh, like wow. the, we didn't know what to do. We were, we were just laughing. No. We had no idea what to do. Um, but what yeah, can you do, right? Exactly. It's exactly. the rain. <laughs> But it didn't stop the night from, from going on. Like no. the staff was so amazing there. They just quickly mopped everything up. They laid towels down on um, on our seats and like it, it dried up so quickly. They relit the candles and everything just continued on. So and well, like it never happened. Exactly. <laughs> thank God. But yeah, such a like such a fond memory. Like we, we, we often bring that up and just laugh about it. Like how crazy it was. So yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like there are some things that you just can't control. And, and like you said before, if you don't put yourself in the moment and if you don't put those things to the side and just ignore it, they can really affect your day. Like it affected your friend who noticed the flowers coming down the aisle. That yeah. should not be the focus. No. Even if it is wrong, it should yeah. not be the focus. It should just be, you know, they're not the memories you want to keep. So exactly. it sounds like it was amazing. So now you're married. Yeah. What piece of advice have you got for brides that that, you know, are having a destination wedding and what do you advise? What's your best piece or best tip that you can give them? Um, it's so easy to just crumble under the pressure of like knowing that all these people are going to be traveling across the world for you or across Australia for you and it wanting and wanting it to be perfect for them. Um, but just, just keep reminding each other, like Mark and I, we're conscious to keep reminding each other whenever we got into a little, you know, dark zone that – Everyone that's coming over to over for your wedding is having their own experience and their own holiday and they're all on holiday mode and they're all having a great time and they don't care about the little details. They don't notice the little details. Well, some may, but, like, it's not a big deal for them. It's not, like, um, yeah, they're all living their own 
their own experience. So just focus on, on each other and, um, and remember the reason why you're doing it in the first place and the reason why you're choosing a destination wedding. Um, as in particular, if you're choosing a, a small intimate wedding, um, yeah, yeah, just remember why you've, you've um, decided on doing it in the first place. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, well, we thank loved, you, Nat, so much. I loved much. Um, running through my time in the Malfi Coast. <laughs> yes. Reminiscing with you. I felt very jealous. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I know. I seriously think once there's that little bit of freedom, there is just going to be this mass exodus of literally everybody I know. They will jump know. on a plane. doesn't matter where you can go. You just want to go somewhere. So... Yes, definitely. Soon, soon, soon. But thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll chat to you soon. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.